Sounds good. Cool. So here we are again. This is Kat Sansick with the Revenue Accelerator, and it's about five questions in however much time it takes. We're entrepreneurs who are successful in what they're doing, are in working hard, but uh, making that money and having more time to spend with their friends and family. Come and talk about what's working and what's not. So let's just get right to it. Uh, in a sentence or two, tell us about you and what results you help your clients achieve. Sure. Well, my name is Megan and I've been doing brand strategy and design for officially in my business for eight years, but longer than that unofficially. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I hope I hear about those unofficial times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craigslist. If we remember the days. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I help my clients get really clear on just who they want to be as a business moving forward. Now that they're not just struggling to pay bills. Now it's beyond you know, it's now this is bigger than me. So I help them get clear on that. And this has really resulted in them being able to charge more for what they're doing, really create that signature service, get past that like low mid, you know, to mid six figures mark and really start growing their business, scaling it, getting on stages, helping mm. them just like focus on those bigger goals that, you know, they can get to really think about now. So it's really exciting. I love that because really what that really kind of narrows down into is using the right strategy for where you're at in business. Um, a lot of times we see a lot of this in the marketplace of people kind of saying that there's this one holy grail strategy that'll make you millions of dollars overnight. And it's not actually uh, leverageable for a lot of businesses because it only works for certain types of businesses. What are the strategies that work for your clients? Um, okay. So yeah, a lot of my clients are consultants and coaches and really they're just wanting to get more visible. A lot of times mm -hmm. they want to do speaking for whatever mm -hmm. reason. I, I draw a lot of people who want to be authors or are authors and they want to start speaking. And yeah. so with that, it comes a big push of just getting more notice and when they step back, they see that, oh, there's more eyeballs on my things and my stuff doesn't make any sense because it's been DIY'd. I have like 15 things going on, a podcast, a Facebook group, a book, this, that. I don't know how any of it works together and I'm confused. I can only imagine other people are going to be confused. And so there's a lot of things going on, um, but what really works for them is getting that all together so that they can do this big push towards getting more visible, pitching to podcasts, pitching to speaking gigs. Maybe they want to grow, grow like their group mastermind. It's just, it, it, that's kind of where my, my people go. It's not yeah. necessarily like e-com or, um, I mean, nope. like any strategy works. Um, it's just, you have to figure out for your business, like you said, what works the best. And for mine, it's really just um, the more high impact speaking visibility, I think, yeah. really well for consultants. Well, and there's a key there, which is, especially when it comes to visibility and speaking and all that, it's that clarity, that consistency of message. Cause you talked about when people start off in business and they're getting to a point where they're finally starting to scale. There's a lot of, they've tried a lot of different things. And so they have pieces of things that kind of started, maybe didn't go all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, what is your like first step when you meet with someone new that really kind of gets them that big aha moment um, where they're like, oh my God, yes, this, this is why I hired you. Yeah. Uh, I think it kind of boils down to really talking about their bigger vision and their mission because, you know, we all played around with, this is my mission. This is my vision and yeah. we have it go to go. And so I have them work it out with me and then I just ask them questions and it's not like I'm being intentional about like, Oh, I'm going to tear this apart. But you know, <laughs> a lot of times as we're, we're talking and they're telling me where they want to go and what's currently not working and we really dig into it. Then we go back to the mission or the vision and they're like, something's not lining up mm. or it's just not quite right. 
and where they thought they were really clear, they're actually not as clear. So I, I think that's like that first, like, oh, this is much deeper than, oh, my website's just a mess or my logo is not as professional. You know, these kind of stem from these like really deep seated issues that we kind of just ignore because we need to pay bills and we need to get money. And yeah. You know, so. No, I, I totally, I remember that space and I remember, um, kind of sidestepping like the vision and mission of like, eh, like no one cares about that. That doesn't do anything. Um, and it's one of the places that it's actually really important for you to make it about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I talk a lot about how business isn't about you, right? Like when you get on a sales call, it's not about you. Uh, people are always going with like, I'm trying to close a deal. I'm trying to get clients and I, I need to, I need to, right? But if you come from this place of service first and you've got to really understand what it is you're here to do, right? What is that vision and mission? Um, what's a great way for people to kind of connect to that, um, that, that vision and mission? Because a lot of people kind of like, eh, I'm here to do something. I'm here to have impact. I've seen a lot of people like, I'm asking two questions and I'm not kind of answering it. <laughs> I, for me, I don't believe that everybody's mission is here to cure cancer, right? Like people don't need to have these huge mission statements that are, you know, I'm going to rid the world of AIDS. I'm going to cure cancer. I'm going to, you know, create world peace kind of thing. What have you seen as one of the most inspiring missions for you? Maybe that was that, or maybe that wasn't that. Um, I th- so I guess to answer that first question of how to kind of connect to it, um, so while it is about you, it's also mm-hmm. not about you yeah, because yeah. at this level, when you're making money, you're wanting to grow your business, you have to think about it in terms of what can people be loyal to and what can they get behind, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're hiring team members and they're representing you, if your mission is, well, I want to work at home and be with my kids more that's a great personal goal. That's fine. But that's not something where people are going to rally behind and like, that's the hill they're going to die on, you know? Like, yeah. I want to help you not work. Yeah. Like, and there's a personal mission and then a, like a, a, a business mission, right? Like, I think that's kind of what we're hitting on, which is there's, there's two kind of missions that one you get you it's forward facing. I said, I guess is what you're saying. It's like what your clients can get behind. It's that, that movement almost in a way versus your own personal mission. Um, yeah, it's something that they can feel. And when every touch point they come in contact with you, that's something that they, they know to be true of your business. And that's, that's your bigger mission, whether that's, you know, and, and it's also about within your space, like in an ideal world, what would, what would be, would it be that every business owner is really portraying their best self so that they can achieve their bigger goals? You know, that's kind that's kind of like what mine is, but like, <laughs> you know, I'm still working it's on it. It's a good it. one. It's a good one. <laughs> you know what they say about the cobbler's kids, right? Like, yeah, I look at my own. I'm like, Megan, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, yes. So if we haven't heard this enough, we are all our clients. <laughs> I actually have to schedule time for myself to like, hey, Megan, we're going to work on this and not reschedule it or push it aside. And mm, we're hitting on something deep there. Yeah. So, but yeah, it really, it boils down to what can people get behind and in yeah. your industry and what you do in regards to what you do, mm. what, like, what's the like ideal thing that, you know? Um, uh, well, I mean, like there's like an airline for who it is, but there's, there's this like, you know, delivering the best customer quality service, you know, and then the mission is breaking it down through like, through these like three main areas. Mm. You don't be so specific that you're like pigeonholing yourself, but. Right. Well, you know. and there's something too to be said that people, I mean, can they change their vision and mission? Is that something that's like 
allowed? <laughs> is it? Is. And that's usually where, so I'm in an interesting space of the, like you're growing, you're scaling, you're finally figuring out your business is bigger. What you want to be when you grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not just paying the bills anymore. It's like, Oh, this is a thing. Like, am mm. I taking it to that next level where maybe I can sell this? Maybe, maybe I'll hand it down to my kids. Like that's where you really have to decide what your business is. And a lot of times with that, your target market's changed. You're narrowing down your services. Yep. You know, your mission, it may not change a lot at the, at the heart. It might be the same, mm-hmm. but how you talk about it and maybe it's a little bit more specific those are the things that change, you know, once in a while, like something goes real South and you have to like rebrand completely because it's just so like your entire reputation is tarnished then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so avoid that. So, yeah, there's been, like a total rebrand like that. And just like a yeah. refresh or kind of like a reimagining, you know, where you're just taking the things you're already doing really well and intentionally doing more of an amplifying it and polishing it up. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot like values essentially where, you know, we always have the same values. It's just that some and different points in our life are prioritized differently. So work-life balance, when you're first starting out, let's say even let's use a corporate example, when you're like 20 and stuff, work-life balance isn't necessarily as valuable um, in terms of where you, where you decide to rank it. Some people it could be, but most people are willing to spend more time advancing their career because that's on the higher level of the value scale than having, you know, multiple Netflixes and chills. <laughs> Those are not pluralized typically, but I did it here. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then when you have kids, all of a sudden that work-life balance priority shifts. And I like how you kind of compare that to what you go on in business, right? Which is you evolve, um, your clients evolve, your messaging evolves, you get experience and that it doesn't have to be definitive, but that it can grow with you. Now that is super sexy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't want to be rebranding every year because that means you're not really, really getting you're not on something. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, good, I mean, your brand should like five to 10 years. I think that's enough time for just as a person, things change your business, mm. change, the market changes. So, so what are some like indicators that it's kind of time to rebrand? Um, when you find that you're just not following your own, I would say guidelines or you're mm. sort of like, you're making up your own mission and like, you know, like when things just start, they're not in alignment. Um, maybe you even look at some of the old things that you've put out and you're just like, Oh, it's not what I'm about nowadays. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Reading your website. Is that still what you do? Then it might be time to hire someone who does copy so that you can reward it. Yeah. Um, especially like new services, new market, not always, but it's always good to just check in to make sure that you're still, mm. that things are just in alignment. I mean, I would check, my business like once every six months at least. Mm. What am I doing? What kind of work am I doing? Who am I trying to market to? How has it changed or is it really similar? Yeah. That way you can catch things early and yeah. you, you can add a target market without having to rebrand. And this is where it gets really like nuanced and you have to really like figure things out. But um, those are just some things or obviously like negative things, negative PR, and it's just damaged your reputation too much. That might, mm. that's obviously like you need to either just yeah. rename, rebrand, I'm going to really change your identity. (laughs) And we've seen that happen with people who, 
and I feel like this happens a lot in life where you go through an experience and you kind of, um, you know, swing from one end of the pendulum to the other. Right. Mm -hmm. And so kind of a rebrand typically happens. And I, so I'm, I'm talking from at least my experience where, you know, I went out after corporate and I went with this super safe kind of branding, right. It was a lot of white space because I didn't know what I stood for. Like psychological things are happening there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had the professional like suit and, you know, if you if you're watching the video like post to the side kind of hands on the on the on the bookshelf very like 80s uh you know high school yearbook pose <laughs> um and yeah and then i went boom to like the other side where it was like this action adventure um super aggressive and i've since like calmed it down a little bit and been a little bit more family focused because that's what i'm about but mm-hmm. yeah there's been iterations of my brand even like small ones before it was the big outward push where that clarity and that understanding of who i'm here to work with and what is it that i'm here to do and you know also knowing that there'll be iterations so how do you um how do you deal with with that constant change in branding like what what helps you um you know, um, position it as something that's necessary for people to do now. Cause I, I can see people being like, well, if it's always going to change then why should I even do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the obvious that the more you change, the more confusing it is for other people. You're yeah. going to be like, confused mind like, never buys. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, they're like, wait, didn't, didn't you have this, you know, and it may not like ruin a relationship or anything, but it makes it harder for people to one, remember you and then build that relationship and that whole, you know, like trust factor. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing is, is about finding the trends or the underlining things that are always the same. Cause even though you went from the really safe thing to the really bold thing, I'm sure if you really like dug into it, there were elements that were always there. Yeah. And so it's really identifying those and those become the, the core that you really lead by. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just paying attention to those things. And then, you know, obviously you, I don't know, you have to like, it's like this weird marriage between representing yourself authentically, but also attracting the right market that you want and what they're attracted to. So you don't, if you want this, these people, you don't want to push them away. So you have to kind of find that perfect marriage, which I think actually is very helpful because it kind of reins you in a little bit where I can be myself, but you know, maybe I adjust these couple of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we've seen that too, where people, (laughs) people have these pictures and they have these photo shoots and they're like amazing. And then you meet them in person and you're like, you do not look like that. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of Photoshop happened during that session. Uh, I can blame having several kids at least uh, <laughs> um, on mine, but um, it's yeah. also like really important to kind of convey the the human side of things mm-hmm. because we are dealt, I mean, we do deal a lot with Facebook facade, right? Of uh-huh. like this perfectionism yeah. that needs to be conveyed. And I always tell my clients that one of the things you want to do is share the real side of you. And you got to decide what's personal and what's private. Um, how do you help people navigate that kind of, you know, bringing in your real personality into your brand? Yeah, um, it's really it's it's really personal because depending on what you do, like if you're like a life coach, I feel there's a lot more flexibility in how much you can share and what's expected of you to share. People aren't weirded out by it. Mm. If you are into taxes, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's great that you're lounging on your couch, but you know, is that really adding value to what your market is? Mm. Key. Is it adding value? Yeah, it's context, you know, yeah. it's okay to have once the, one of those once in a while, but I think it just really depends one on how you want to be portrayed. Right. And 
just is it really adding value? And I'm, you know, I think that's a hard question because it's like we're being told from every angle that we need to like share your your daily life, your struggles, your you know. It's like well, I don't really want to. Like I'm not interested <laughs> about other people's. Why would I want to share it? You know. Right. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, how everyone always say misery loves company. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing too, is that success loves company as well. Um, And it's a matter of looking at it. And I like the sharing the vulnerable side of your thing, obviously not every single day because nobody wants to feel like you're kind of getting the sobby story of like the, the sympathy, you know, friendship kind of thing or whatever. Um, But there's a, there's a lesson in being able to say, Hey, I'm not perfect. And I'm going to bring myself down so that you guys understand that I'm approachable and that I'm human. But I always like to, you know, take those like negative lessons and turn it into a positive of what's the lesson here to learn of like, okay, I was, you know, couldn't work for two weeks because of family emergencies or sickness or whatever it is. But here's the things that I had in place in my business to be successful. Um, That kind of thing of like, you know, balancing that too much information versus, you know, enough to, or versus not enough to be like, okay, you're just a a robotic monster and and unapproachable. I think you're right on with that. It's about, you know, is there a lesson to be learned from this like everyday experience Mm -hmm. that you can share, you know, how, what did, yeah, what did you have in place that allowed you to be successful? You know, sharing a story about, yeah, I was really poor, but <laughs> like, you know, it, that way you can relate, but you're also giving them a little roadmap of it didn't yes. just sink overnight. This is, this is what I did. So I, I'm a believer in, it has to really relate back to the fears and beliefs of your market so that you can help them. Because a lot of the times what we're doing is we're trying to change their beliefs about something. So mm. we're trying to like relate to them on their level and take them through that journey. Amen. I mean, that's exactly the thing, which is, hey, I was there, I remember, and I'm beyond that, and I'm the person that can help you get beyond it because I'm in, I'm the after, I'm in the after, I'm the after picture, right? That you're looking to achieve, essentially. Yep. Um, <laughs> <I> like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't be before. Um, so, what is something that you think is really important for people to consider when it relates to their personal brand or branding in general? Yeah, I, I think that one, I want people to, they have it, it's in there. Mm. They're already doing so many great things. It's just identifying it. The problem, it really is that it's like reading the label from inside the bottle. You can see it, it's there, but it's blurry. You're not quite sure what it says exactly. And it's really hard to tell somebody else what it all is without having this like whole like existential crisis. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so it's already there, but having someone to talk about it and, and, and basically reflect back to you the things that you're saying, and you can catch the inconsistencies or you can catch things, mm. maybe you have like a really like gold nugget of an idea or like, that's it. You know, so my job is really just being a mirror. I, I take what my clients say to me and then I reflect it back to them, you know, do brand strategy or visually whatever. And then through that, it becomes a lot clearer and easier for them to, you know, talk to other people about it and moving forward, they know just instantly, like, is this on brand or is it not? It's makes yep. it easier. So if people are feeling like overwhelmed, it's like, take a breath. You're already doing a lot of amazing things. You just have to figure out, pay attention to what you're doing. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, I know that when I did my rebrand and went, you know, kind of a lot bolder, a lot bigger out there, one of the things that it did was it helped me really feel confident about who I was and what I did. Um, it made me feel proud to be able to be out there in such a big way. Scary, of course, to really, <laughs> if you've um, not seen my branding, you know, go check it out. But it's that, 
you know, really kind of taking a stand for something. And at the end of the day, you know, confused people don't buy. So a confused mind never buys, but confidence is what they do buy. They yep. want to know that, you know, you know what you know, right. And that you can help them achieve a result. And if you can portray that in all the different ways that we receive information, right. So there's the visual and the audio and the, the, the presence and all that, but it's so important to have that, that layer um, because it's kind of like an unfinished cake of like, yeah, you as a person are great. You know, you taste fantastic chocolate, raspberry, whatever it is you want your flavor to be. But when you have a finished product, when everything is kind of like together, it just, um, you know, there's my father's French. And so a lot of what he said was, you know, 90% of eating is presentation because yep. you can have something and it looks sloppy and nasty and be really good. But ultimately at the end of the day, the person is going to initially go for the thing that looks nice. So if you can add the, it tastes really good and it looks nice, like then you've got something really powerful to play with. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I hate to say that, you know, we're shallow and we judge a book by its cover, but but we're shallow and we judge a book by its cover. (laughs) (laughs) One time they're like, you're like, yeah, it's like you expect to go into Nordstrom's and you see a big lots on the inside. You're just going on, you know, and and it's not that they wouldn't go with you either way. It's just that it was not what they expected. Even if you're a referral-based business, if people mm-hmm. are saying this person's amazing, they're great, and then that that referral comes to you and talks to you, and you're not presenting the way that they were told, you know, chances of you getting that job are gone. So exactly. it's about everything always being in alignment. Like you say, you're awesome. Everything needs to back that up. There we go. I mean, that bomb, right? Mic drop. Like if you think you're awesome, then everything needs to back it up. If someone says you're awesome, everything that you're presenting to the world needs to back that up because that energy is what's going to help you attract more clients. It's going to help you make more money. It's going to help you convert faster because it's going to do the selling for you. People, I know I do it too. I go out there and the first thing when I meet someone is what's the first thing I do? I go check out their profile. Then I go check out their website and based off of how they're showing up online, I will. I will make a snap judgment. Um, I will. I will start categorizing you based off of the information that you have. If I look at your blog post and you haven't updated it since 1997, I'm gonna be like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like, what <laughs> You're mean? talking about your uh, marketing strategy or content strategist, and your blog post isn't updated. Like, right? Where's the, where are those things that people can see behind the veil, right? And they and like you said, it's. I love that of reading the bottle from the inside. I mean, that's perfect imagery. Um, yeah. What is it that you love the most about what you do? I think that what I love the most is I, I like pushing my clients because they come to me with a very specific idea. Kind of like you said, like I want clean because, you know, it's, it's easy and it just looks nice. And, and I, clients, they have this idea of who they think they are. And we talk and then I see something super clearly. And so I'll, I'll make an option for them that's what they expect. And then I do something that pushes it you know, where I saw real deeper than what maybe they didn't even, mm. even know. And, and it's interesting that almost like 90% of the time they will go for that. Like, you know what, that is who I want to be. That is exactly what I want. I never would have thought I want to be. It's who I am. And you finally saw me like that is beyond just conversational, like to have someone see you and to help you put that out there in the world. That is yeah. a real gift. Yeah. It's just, and it's like when we're done together, together they're so much more confident and mm. it makes me more confident too because it just like rubs off on you because like absolutely excited and you're excited and the project's really fun and you know and that's also you know has a lot to do with picking who you work with which is a whole other topic but you know definitely helps 
right? Right. <laughs> so um, one last question of what do you think personal branding does to help with personal and branding? I just keep saying personal branding because a lot of people don't brand themselves. They just hide behind, you know, a logo from Fiverr. <laughs> but, <laughs> and again, another topic for another day. Um, what do you think branding does as it relates to helping you increase your revenues in your business? So you actually mentioned it earlier. It does the heavy lifting. So when you're kind of the hustle and grind, you are the one doing the heavy lifting. You're going out and having conversations. You're making the invites. You're doing all that work. But if there's a certain point where you just run out of hours, you just mm. can't take on any more work, you're at capacity. And the only way to scale is marketing, advertising, hiring team members, whatever. And branding is what really allows you to do that because it, ha- it helps. There's, it's multifaceted. Like, people come to you more often because they're hearing about you. Your reputation is growing. That becomes easier. You can raise your prices. You can command more premium pricing. It's easier to get speaking gigs. You know, A lot of opportunities you start seeing more opportunities and you can take them really. And so it just keeps snowballing, you know, and mostly you're not the one hustling and like wearing yourself out, trying to like make that income goal every year. Yeah. Right. At some point, it's like, I'll just go back to making 50 K cause it was easier. And I'm not a- <laughs> <laughs> right know? uh the corporate job um and then go and slowly die inside because that's yeah. <laughs> um it's akin to you know they people don't do this anymore because of Vista print but back in the day do you remember when people used to print their own business cards at home oh, and yeah. you the perforated edges and they would hand it out like ripping it off and- yeah and it was like the ink would fade and stuff like that and just think about how are you showing up online if you're someone who's charging high ticket sales, you know, price points and you're charging 5k, 10k, 20k, 30k, whatever it is, and someone goes to your website and it looks like a, I don't know, a piece of shit. Like, let's just say what it is. Like it looks terrible and it's just a long streaming, you know, stuff that isn't aligned to what you do. It doesn't represent you and all that. Think about what that does for them. How are they supposed to invest in you if you're not even investing in yourself? And it happens a lot at the time. And when people hear no a lot on sales calls, you know, you got to look at how are you showing up in the world so that you can attract the kind of client that you want. And that has to do with your energy, your confidence, and how you show up in terms of your branding. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to look like you're going to run off with someone's money because there's lots of consultants I've actually worked with who their branding was awful you know, and you know, because I'm willing to put, like, I'm a pretty high risk taker. So I'm like, whatever, but (laughs) you know, I'm like some other people might not be even considering this person and they're, they're great, but they've lost the sale before they even had the conversation. Like, think about that. How many sales conversations have you lost because of your branding, because it wasn't on point. And I'm not saying you have to go and spend a hundred thousand dollars and get like the video and the, the photo shoot and you know, the 15 photo shoots and all this other stuff, but there has to be thought put behind it. And again, that really aligns to what you talked about right off the bat, which is what are you here to do? What's your vision? What's your mission? And how is that being conveyed into the world? Because ultimately I feel like that's just the simplicity of it, which is how are you, what are you putting out to attract the clients that you want? Yeah, I totally agree. Awesome. Megan, thank you so much for sharing, you know, all of that and like those mic drop moments. Uh, How can people get in touch with you and learn more about what it is that you do? Sure. So I have a Facebook group and I just changed the name. So forgive me, but I believe (laughs) Accelerate Your Authority. I like that. 
Yeah. So if you can find me there, otherwise I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook under Megan Vaughn. So you can connect with me either way, but join my Facebook group because I um, have guest interviews in there. Um, I'm trying to do weekly. I haven't started second season yet. <laughs> I'm still catching well, up on Christmas. So very A, you know, <laughs> so it's Megan, uh, M-E-G-A-N, Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-A-N, because there are multiple ways of spelling both of those. Guys, make sure you go and check her out. She's got some more value to add. As she said, she's sharing stuff on a weekly basis in her Facebook group. So if you're looking to grow your business and share your message out there in a bigger way, be sure to go there and join. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you for inviting me.